0: I, I started putting together some notes for this and of course wanting to keep it brief uh, you know I, I, I would sit and think for a long time and I would want to go off on so many different things because when, when we look at the principal ingredient of prayer and praise which is thanksgiving and how successful it makes our life just those two areas we look at so many other areas of our life you ever seen a, a person with an outstanding personality that was not a very grateful person? You know, just they just go hand in hand. They're always just you know, praising people, thanking people, always thankful for everything. You see people that have impeccable character. Have you ever seen a person that you would consider to have impeccable character that was not a real grateful person. Isn't that something? And the people in life that you enjoy working with the most, whether it be on your job or in the church, the people that you enjoy working with the most are the people who are constantly thankful for everything God has done. And for what their brothers and sisters have done or what life has dealt to them. I've used the phrase that life is not fair, but you don't want to use that too much because if you use it too much, you'll find you'll start taking a little bit of a sour look at life. There was a time in my life in which I thought that most people were not honest, that their motives were not pure, And then all of a sudden, I had a few things to happen to me that kind of slapped me up real good. You know, life will do that for you sometimes. And I got to thinking about people that I've been associated with and how many good breaks that people have actually given to me. You know, most people are really honest, and most people are fair. Oh, you'll meet a few crooks around, you know. But that's usually not the case. So from Psalm 100, and I'd love you to take your Bibles and just stand for the reading of the Word. Just in order to do this a little bit different, uh, why don't we have someone to read it? Who'd like to read it? Brother Dan Anderson, read this real loud, would you? Praise God. Isn't that beautiful? You may be seated. We sing the chorus, Make a Joyful Noise unto the Lord. I like that chorus. And I've thought so many times about worship. Worship is something that is not, uh, what should I say, yeah, when when we look at worship in the Bible, we do not find that that worship is, is altogether by command. In other words, there are, there are not a lot of scriptures that, that we consider to be doctrinal scriptures, but scriptures that that encourage, uh, scriptures that, that serve as examples. Uh, uh, for this reason, when you look at worship, the kind of worship that we uh, participate in uh, here at Calvary Gospel Church and throughout our United Pentecostal Church is not worship that was taken solely from the New Testament. A lot of people like to go to Acts the second chapter and they say, Well, this is a, this is the the formation, the birth of our church, this is where we get our worship from. That's not true. It goes all the way back, all the way back to the very beginning of time. Worship is something that that was spontaneous, something that people did because they were emotionally involved. Uh, No particular mandate, no particular doctrine. They just worship the Lord. They made, you know, some people come and say, well, church is too loud. And I'm sure that even some of you have thought that at times. Well, you can turn the PA up too loud, you know. I know that. Listen to this Make a joyful noise in the Lord, all your earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praises. Make a loud noise. Have you ever thought about just getting loud just for the sake of doing it like the Scripture says? <clears throat> you no, know, just just kind of let your hair down and just get loud. Nothing wrong with that, is there? Now, some of you do that all the time. Some of you do that occasionally. Some of you think about doing it, but you never do. But I will assure you <coughs> that when we look in the Scripture that you will find, regardless of, of, of what you are dealing with in the area of, of, of praise or worship, if you are dealing with individuals who have been scrutinized by God and put under the judgments of the Lord and humiliated, you will find that the meaningful times of worship Always had a time of thanksgiving that reflected back. I don't know if a person could even backslide if if that person kept everything in perspective and continued to give thanks on the Lord. Usually you kind of get down on God and down on life and down on your luck. You know, you... You hear this statement. i made this so many times. Well, you know me. You know, it's, it was something. This morning I got in the car, and I was driving someplace, and the radio was just on. You know, it's just you just turn the radio on. You know, on, you kill the car, and you get back in, It's it's on. Well, <clears throat> amazing thing, this uh, station out of Janesville was on. What's uh, 107.5? I don't know the, the call letters of the station, but. At any rate, the, the the guy it's called Joy uh, One O Seven. At any rate, uh, <clears throat> something happened that uh, the the man was uh, was playing a, a record or a tape or something, and 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 all of a sudden nothing came on. So he was attempting to play one; nothing came on. Anybody hear that? <laughs> and, uh, so he said, "Well, we got a, a problem here." He said, "It looks like I have a blank tape." and and while he was doing this, he was talking, and he was trying to... He said, "I well, you folks know me. If it's going to go bad, it'll go bad while I'm on the air. <laughs> I thought, man, how many times have I heard that? How many times have I said that? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> Especially the little children, when they walk in my office, they, they look around and they say, wow, because I've got all these... These things, you know, all kinds of whatnots and plates and pictures and every now and then I just sit there and I, there's a story behind almost everything in there. There's only one or two things in there that I actually bought. And so you start up here, you know, and you go around and you got all these plates. My son Roy bought, bought me all these plates. And uh, and then uh, there's a little preacher in a box over there. Sister Massingale made that for me. There's a plaque uh, about prayer. Brother and Sister Crowder gave me that. There is a certificate, Head Honchos, Brother and Sister Grant, given to me from Brenda Puckett and, and uh, Tanya uh, and Shelly Clonk. I mean, just everything in there. And, and you go in our house, and it's the same thing, you know, just... Nobody, nobody on this earth has been blessed greater than me. And I never go any place in what I am not highly honored. I, I felt a little bit out of place, and, and below it we were there to, to honor Brother and Sister Kasky, and the people honored Brother and Sister Grant to the point that it was just, I thought, a little bit overdone. Oh, so, no, wait. We didn't come down here to honor brother and sister Grant. We came down here to honor brother and sister Kaski But then, when you when you look at all the things that God has done for you, so many intangible things, things that you can't just you can't pick up, you can't put a price tag on them, you can never sell them at an auction. You can't buy them at a rummage sale priceless things this is the reason why that we should always enter into his gates with thanksgiving praise God you think about what God has done for you now when we look at uh, well let's just turn to Ephesians 5 I had planned on reading Ephesians 5 verse 19 and 20 speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. First, I want to just talk about psalms. I have a lot of people that will come in my office and uh, they, they, they're they discouraged. I said, what, where, what should I read in the Bible? I said, if you're discouraged, read the book of Psalms. There's a lot of them, you know, but but read in the book of Psalms. I don't know of any book that will just lift you up and make you feel like, you know, that you're somebody. God loves you. And yet there's a very clear picture painted in there about God's loftiness, His uh, superiority over man. And yet when you read it, you don't get the idea that God's saying, I'm, I'm everything and you're nothing. You don't get that idea either. But you get the idea that I'm important because He is everything, and I'm associated with Him. And that seems to be the point that you get. So while you are while you are practicing humility, at the same time, you you, you recognize the superiority of God, and, and it just it just puts everything in in, in such a different uh, uh, perspective, and and you walk away feeling that, hey, God is great. Now, I think Paul, when Paul was writing to the Ephesians when he says speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as you know that, that much of the, uh, or many of the psalms were, were actually songs that, uh, hymns that were sung you know and I think what he's basically saying is that boy if you really want to do this right just make a, a psalm out of your praise And the principal ingredient in all the Psalms is this. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes a step further, saying, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Praise God. Isn't that great? Now, what about prayer? Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. You know, when we were uh, told tonight or instructed by Brother Manley to turn to someone and tell them what we're thankful for, all I could think of is all of you fine people. I am really thankful That God has put us together. And you know, before Brother Dale Humboldt started coming to church again, before Rich Thomas came and told me. I don't know why, but just in prayer his name came to me about two or three months ago, and I told Sister Grant, I said, You know who I've had on my mind lately? I said, I've had Dale Humboldt on my mind. I started praying for Dale. Now, I'm not saying this, Dale, to make you feel bad or anything, but I remember over at the other church and I remember how we had such a Sunday school program I could see you up there, those little puppets. Do you remember that? It was just such a great, great time. Now, I said that to say this. Why should not I be thankful for someone like Dale Humboldt when he, had, he put in my mind an impression about a thriving Sunday school that will go with me through life all the way to my grave. And every time I think about Sunday school and bus ministry and growth, I think of that little puppet stage and those hand puppets that he and his wife made. You know, you folks have been so great to us. I love you dearly. And I feel totally out of place being the pastor of this church. I really mean that. And you know, <clears throat> last year our class had its 35th reunion this year. I just got a letter this past week on December the 2nd on Saturday having another annual get-together because it was stated that they just had such a great time. And then uh, along with the letter, there was a little bit of a sad note. One of the girls we went to school with whose father happened to be the mayor at the time, that Sister Grant and I were married, and in fact, when I was in high school, she had passed away with cancer. It was just the day before I received the the writing of the letter. Then I looked at all the names of the people and where they lived, and this was the first time that a directory had been sent out to us. And then when it came down to my name, it said Reverend John Grant. And I looked quickly down through there, and there's no other Reverends there. One doctor. I thought now who would have ever guessed that someone as rough as a East Texas pine knot, rough as a corn cob would have ever turned out <laughs> to be a preacher. I'll guarantee you that there's a whole lot of people that I went to school with that are still amazed. <laughs> I'll guarantee you they are. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I was everything but godly. <clears throat> but just one, You know, one thing I like... I, I enjoyed boxing, You know, we, we, and if we, if we got in a disagreement, our coach always made us box it out. And I purposefully, when I went into the 10th grade over our new high school, I purposefully picked fights with seniors just to show most of the guys and the gals in the senior class that I could whip most of the seniors. Now, isn't that terrible? That is terrible <clears throat> I can't I, I, I cannot believe you know God has been so good to me. After breaking my leg in a football accident, I was told by the doctors that I, ha- I would have very severe arthritis and may not be able to walk on that foot after I'm twenty years of age. Probably will play out. well. It almost has. But I'm 55, too. So, God's given me 35 years beyond what I was told. So if my ankle plays out tomorrow and I can no longer use it, I still have a lot of thanking to do. You know that, that God has, has at least extended. The, I'm I believe it's going to last a lot longer, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you that that you know there is a, there's a silver lining in every cloud. There's something good in everything. And you know, the uniqueness about Christianity is that it is the only religion in the world that teaches from every bad thing can. Now, I didn't say it does, but can come something good. Joseph told his brethren, you meant it for bad, but God took it for good. And the impeccable character of Joseph is so displayed throughout his life. But there's one thing he constantly did, regardless of where, what circumstance he was in, he always gave thanks to God. Always. Acts sixteen, twenty five. Paul and Silas were in Philippi in the jail. And at midnight. You know what they did? They were crying. They were trying to make their one phone call to their lawyer. They were trying to <laughs> <laughs> They wanted to get out of that place. Man, they'd do anything. If somebody just come bust them out. No, at midnight, they sang songs and made a joyful noise unto the Lord. Isn't that something? Has God been good to you? Oh, yes, He has. There is not one of you. And sometimes people who are thrust in some of the, what we would call, very unfortunate roles of life, if that person would look around, they would find out that role that they've been thrust in. They feel they've been thrust in it only because they're looking at the wrong side of the coin. That a lot of good and wonderful things are transpiring. I've had a great day today. We didn't have many of our family members around today, but it's been good. We understand that everybody has a family, and some years... Everybody's home, and some years they're not because our boys, their spouses, they have their families. We understand that. Rowan, Lois, and Lana were down today. Then we have Creep and Charlie. <laughs> Leaping <and> Leona. <coughs> I don't know if you... I don't know if you called our our house or not. I told Sister Grant, please, whatever you do, get that message off of this machine. And just about time I, I tell her that, then somebody will call them to and they'll laugh and they say, "Hey, you just made my day." <laughs> well, at least uh, I don't have to hear it because I don't call there much when, <clears throat> when I'm not at home. Praise God. I'd like you to stand at this time. Isn't God good? Praise God. Sister Grant, would you come back and we're going to sing that? Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Do you love Him? Let's lift our hands together and thank Him. Oh, praise God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? To give us so many blessings undeserving, that's what we are, we ought to stand.